0: something very huge, devastating happened to me where the clinic that I owned was actually embezzled not by one, but multiple people. And it was a huge betrayal. What that created in me from that bad experience is I've been really burned. I had no choice. I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna die hanging on. I, I could be right and think everyone is evil and hang on to that belief. I would rather be right and dead than to shift. And that was where I got, had to get to a choice where I'm like, I got to shift out of the skepticism because it's, it's not getting me anywhere and it's making me sicker. Welcome to Transform with Dr. Maggie Yu Podcast, where education meets results. I'm Dr. Maggie U., your guide with nearly three decades of experience in root cause medicine. Here we dive deeper into the root causes of chronic disease through interviews, case studies and trainings. Hey, everybody, welcome to today's Autoimmune Table Talk Live. I'm Maggie M.D. and I'm a functional and holistic medicine physician and the creator of the TRANSFORM protocol to transform autoimmune disease around naturally. Today, we have a big topic around how our thoughts actually influence our results. And for those of you who are joining us right now, whether you're on YouTube, Facebook group, uh, or our Facebook page, if you can give us a follow, ring the bell, subscribe, that'd be great. But right now, most importantly, give us a thumbs up, give us a heart. We have three guests that I'm going to introduce right away. We are exploring the topic of around skepticism, fear, and why it seems such an audacious task to even have hope because we hear it all the time. Welcome, Laura. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I'd love for you to introduce yourself to our audience.
1: Absolutely. so my name is Laura Mazada and I am a spiritual healer, a Reiki master, and a therapist of 20 years. and I have had chronic illness for about six or seven years at this point and uh, joined Maggie in the spring. and I love and have been devoted for ages to assisting people with healing at many different layers. and Maggie was exactly who I was waiting for, like oh, in terms right. of working with the physiology, you know oh, and that's in a natural way. And I'm just so grateful.
0: So thank you. Monica, one of our former alumni, who's actually one of the coaches in our program right now. Monica, why don't you introduce yourself?
2: Hi, Maggie. and Hi, everyone. I'm Monica Cole. I'm actually a human genome mapper, a geneticist by profession. And I have had this chronic illness now for well over 20 plus years. And I was very grateful when last year I found Dr. Maggie. And I got my answers that I was looking for. No one turned around my health journey the way Maggie has. Mm. And I am grateful for this.
0: I really am. Thank you, Monica. Last but not least, we got Jamie, also a former alumni who's currently one of the coaches in our program. Jamie? Yeah, hi, everybody. Um, Like Laura,
3: I'm a psychotherapist by trade. Like Dr. Maggie said, I'm an alumni of this program. Um, I found myself here about a year and a half ago with just a whole myriad of symptoms. I really enjoyed my time with Dr. Maggie because like everyone said, it, it addressed really the physiological issues, but also it really upped my mindset game. As a therapist, I was kind of shocked and a little disturbed, I guess, with how little I really understood about how mindset plays a role in chronic pain and chronic illness. So that's been my major takeaway.
0: I love that. So I I love the fact that we have three kick ass women here who are joining me on this, on this table talk, first of all, secondly, all three are current alumni who've been through our program before over the past several years. And thirdly, I think who better than people who've actually been there and done that to be able to share their experiences about this, because all of us, including myself, have sat at the other side of this camera, watching other people telling us that they got their autoimmunity together, or they have something that works, or we're watching something where we're like, is what they're really saying true? Are they lying to me? We've all been on the other end of receiving and hearing people talk about their health journeys with skepticism or fear. And I, myself, was one of those people. And it's so interesting to me that we talk to, you know, at least a 100 people every week about their autoimmunity. And one of the biggest takeaways we have is that There's a lot of fear out there. People are really scared to be disappointed again. And it and people literally say, I am scared to have hope again, literally scared to death to have hope again. That's one thing we hear. The other thing we hear on the other side is I'm skeptical. And the more good things I see coming from your program, the more skeptical I am. It's impossible that it's this good or it's impossible. Your Google reviews look like this. Therefore, it must be fake. So it's really fascinating that that to me, like both of these types of responses, whether it's fear or skepticism, to me is rooted in a lot of the trauma that we've experienced. And a lot of it is based around fear and past experiences. I would love for us, um, if you guys would love to, I'd love to share where you were before the program when you were watching one of these videos, what went through your head? Like, what was your biggest fear? Like, what? What were you being fed by fear or scarcity or skepticism? Anyone? So for me, I was honestly, I was relieved
1: at first because I was just like, oh, thank God, thank God someone's doing this right. But I was honestly, my biggest fear was getting worse even temporarily. Mm -hmm. I was like, if I feel any worse than I do right now, I'm going to lose it. Like that was my biggest concern because I was like, I've been feeling this way for however long, for years. And if I start something, a new protocol that makes me feel worse, even a little bit, uh-huh. I'm like, I, I was worried that I was going to get depressed or upset, like really upset and not be able to get out of it. And so that's what I love so much about being in this space and in this program is that it, it's just couched in safety. Like you are so beautifully held at all layers mm-hmm. and every time you say like, Ooh, this isn't making me feel well, Dr. Maggie's like, okay, done, done with that. Let's do this. Like she's got an answer for freaking everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's why. But what I'm hearing from you, Laura, is that your fear of getting worse was one of the is- issues. If I do nothing, I will get worse. That's a well-founded fear, right? Yeah. But there's also a second fear is the fear of trying something new that could possibly make me get worse. Okay. So that, those are two very real fears. What about you, Jamie or Monica?
3: Yeah. So I think mine would be not that the program wouldn't work or doesn't work. It's just that it wouldn't work for me. Um,
0: because,
3: and, and I think you call that like the special zebra phenomenon, Super right?
0: special zebra phenomenon, I call it.
3: Yeah. And I think that had been my experience. I would go to different specialists and they would give me suggestions. And then for me, it wouldn't work. And they'd be like, what, this works for everybody. It doesn't work for you, you know? And so I kind of Start to get this, this thing, this, this mindset or this belief about, you know, everything works for everybody else, but nothing is going to work for me.
0: Will this work for me is your question. And it's yes. a belief that I have a super special problem nobody can solve. Yes. I am just that <laughs> special. <laughs> you know, I laugh at danger. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever someone says a story like that, I tip, I actually typically can't get help but laugh in some ways because it's yeah. such a common belief yeah. and in some ways is the belief I myself had as well. So totally, I totally get that. What about you, Monica?
2: So for me, both fear and hope were the same, two different sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. My fear was that either I was going to die, faint, and there was no resurrection for me. Or the hope was, this is a person who is logically laying out all these testimonials of people who have actually come out through this as a success. So my logical mind would always tell me, think with hope, and I would push forward with it. But my fear was, death is the only outcome. That was my fear. And that kept me from a lot of things till I said, that's it. I have to take up the hope now. That was the only path left for me.
0: So for me, it sounds like fear of death was big, but you were balancing it with also um, your logical mind and your scientific mind. That's proof right here. So that's how you balanced it. Yeah. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about my own fear and skepticism. And and for me, you know... I've done videos about the role of trauma, and I think that's a that's a big, big deal for a lot of us, whether it's, you know, physical, emotional, medical trauma. I think that really leaves an imprint. And for me, I mean, I'm using a different example just because um, let's say for me, one of the things for me was um, something very huge, devastating happened to me where the clinic that I owned was actually embezzled not by one, but multiple people. And it was a huge betrayal it was it was the huge hit financially um and what that created in me from that bad experience is I've been really burned, and I honestly was really burned, right, And I went into protection, which is well, I'm gonna believe now that everyone is evil, everyone's evil, just like how many people out there thinks all doctors are evil or all doctors don't know what they're doing or, you know, all, all people are bad or nobody can help me. But I feel like um, once we've been traumatized or we've been burned really hard in whatever way, right? Our brain goes into protection mode, which is um, go to a belief that we think is going to protect us. So for me, I went to protectionism where I thought everybody's evil. Everybody else is getting me. Everybody else is going to take something from me. And therefore, I'm gonna really be on guard. And I was the highly skeptical person. And for years, I would, every time I would meet someone, uh, even if people try to get close, I would be really shut down. On the outside, it looked normal, right? But I was really, really shut down. So I was very skeptical of people. And that my biggest fear was that people really are all evil and that they're gonna do nothing but take everything from me, including my life, was what it felt like. Mm-hmm. And so skepticism was my M.O. and it really came from trauma. And I could see we've talked about it. So many people have medical trauma where because they've had a bad medical experience, they have the same thing and same belief that all medical professionals are bad. All medical care is bad. Um, And so they become very skeptical of all medicine, all medical doctors or anyone. So in that sense, that was my biggest fear. But what it brought me was to the biggest rock bottom of my life. I was the most isolated lonely and poor individual in the world in a lot of ways because I was so worried that everyone's gonna like be was evil and t- gonna take something that i ended up leading a very lonely and sick life I was getting sicker and sicker and sicker continuing that trauma on my own body over and over and over again so for me, I had no choice. I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna die hanging on. I I could be right and think everyone is evil and hang on to that belief. I would rather be right and dead than to shift. And that was where I got had to get to a choice where I'm like, I gotta shift out of the skepticism because it's it's not getting me anywhere and it's making me sicker and more lonely than ever. So skepticism to me, in my case, came from extremely traumatic experience and criminal activity from people. Right. So that, I think it's a response. My fear was as a response to trauma. And I went into skepticism as protection. And so one of the things I want to ask you guys was, I know, Monica, for you, the way out of skepticism for you, was you said, there's logical proof this works. Yeah. And it it doesn't sound like Jamie or Laura. You, you both of you were not struggling with skepticism, were you? N- not yeah, not not in the way that I think Monica was. Yeah, yeah. One of the things I think it's important I noticed is is that um, you know in our the, all the mindset work that we do in our program, one of the things I talk about is focus is power, and what you focus on grows, and that comes from the very root of my own experience. If you wake up every morning thinking who else is going to be evil, what evil things are evil doers going to do, <laughs> then you're yeah. going to manifest. What am I, What's my brain going to look for all day long? Oh, there's another evil thing there's another evil person like what you literally focus and your brain starts to look for and that's what grows in your life and even if someone was generous with me kind to me it was really hard for me to even see it because what is my brain looking for the evidence that I'm right your brain is unconsciously always looking for evidence to support that you're right Thank you for joining us today. If you're inspired to dive deeper and work directly with me and my team at Transform, click the link in the podcast description and book a call. For more resources and discussions, be sure to check out our YouTube channel and join our thriving Facebook community with over 90,000 members. The link to join is in the description. Talk
1: soon.